Welcome to the Unsweetened SIO podcast. My name is Siobhan Harris. I am a certified integrative nutrition health coach and the founder of unsweetenedsio.com. I gave up all sugar and all flour on January 13th, 2018, and am finally free of my addiction. My mission is to help other sugar addicts find their path to freedom and live the sweet life without sugar. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 21 of Unsweetened Sayo, the podcast. Today I am going to talk a little bit about before, meaning before I started this crazy journey of giving up sugar and flour and what it looked like kind of right before, what I was feeling, what I was thinking, um, and what I'm actually going to do is read from my journal entries that I wrote Um, I started doing that probably like a few weeks before I decided to give it up and wanted to kind of keep track and have a way to journal about what I'm thinking. And then as many of my listeners know, I then continued to write a little bit every single day for the first full year of giving up sugar and flour. And now I am, it's been over a year, almost a year and five months now, actually, of remaining sugar and flour free, which feels pretty incredible to me still. Um, Sometimes I want to pinch myself because I can't believe it's true since there's been so many times in my past Um, that I've tried to give up sugar and maybe it lasted for a few weeks but has never stuck. So it feels pretty amazing to finally have found the right way for me, which was giving up all sugar and all flour. You know, that includes all the natural sugars to like honey and agave nectar and... um, maple syrup and other types of sweeteners along with artificial sweeteners as well. I used to have a little bit of a diet Coke problem also, even though I really try to scale back on that, knowing how terrible it is for you. But, um, so I've also been diet Coke free for a year and almost five months, um, because of the natural or the artificial, artificial sweeteners in that. Um, so yes, I do still eat fruit, um, but I do not eat bananas because that does seem to be a trigger for me. For some reason, my body does not like bananas, but most other fruit I can eat and I do. Otherwise, yeah, no sweeteners and no flour. And that also includes gluten-free flour. Um, in the past when I've given it up, I've continued to eat gluten-free pastas or um, I've eaten, you know, like if any kind of gluten-free flour. So if it was like bread made with gluten-free flour, I might still do that, but I don't do that at all anymore. So no more, yeah, pasta, no more um, gluten-free bread. 
I just stay away from that completely. I do still eat the whole grains, you know, so I eat quinoa and brown rice. Um, I also eat oatmeal. I eat steel cut oatmeal sometimes for breakfast. I don't seem to have a problem with that. So you have to kind of experiment and see what grains work for you. Um, but for me, it doesn't seem like grains are really an issue if I eat whole grains. You know, it was more when I was making things like, um, you know, some kind of treat combining my flour with sugar that was the main problem. And, you know, I do want to say you should go um, and just kind of search online. You can just do a Google search for all the different names for sugar. Um, the FAA um, and Overeaters Anonymous as well, but also Food Addiction Anonymous, I believe both have a reference page to kind of list out sugar and all its different names. Um, and I would highly recommend just kind of looking at that. Of course, there's no way you're going to memorize all of them, um, but it's just good when you're starting your journey and reading labels to kind of get an idea of what to look for in your, in your, in your uh, labels and the ingredients. You know, you could look and sometimes I'll see at the back that, you know, there'll be, it will say zero grams of sugar, but then I'll look and there'll be some kind of sugar added. I'm just going to read a few examples that I'm looking at online right now, just to give you an idea. I'm not going to go through all of them because there's like 70 or so different names, but here's just a few. Beet sugar, obviously if it says sugar in the word, you know, you know it's sugar, but some are trickier like black strap molasses, buttered syrup, um, caramel, carob syrup, coconut sugar, um, and then evaporated cane juice. I see that a lot. Uh, Florida crystals, honey, like we mentioned, and molasses. Um, anything with like syrup, you know, usually you know, too. Also, though, barley malt and dextrose, uh, malts, syrup, maltodextrin, sorry if I'm messing this up, glucose, um, and then a lot of things that end in O-L, like sorbitol. Um, so make sure that you're reading the back of your labels. And like I said, you can go to the food uh, I might even link that page on um, the Food Addicts Anonymous page that references all the different names for sugar because I think that's really helpful um, when you're first starting. So you'll just be <laughs> surprised and probably even overwhelmed about how many different forms it is and how much is hiding in the food you never thought it was, you know. So even for people that aren't addicted to sugar, um, and people that eat it in moderation, I think you'll be even surprised to find how much is sneaking into our food supply that you're probably not even aware of. It's pretty crazy. So I want to talk about, um, talk about my before, but I also wanted to mention that June 10th through the 15th, um, there's going to be an online kick sugar summit. And you can 
find this if you just put in kicksugarsummit.com, not even www, just kicksugarsummit.com. And it's going to be talking about the science behind it. Um, and some of the speakers are like Dr. Robert Lustig and Gary Taubes. Um, Dr. Robert Lustig wrote the book Fat Chance and has a great YouTube video about sugar. Um, you can look that up on YouTube. It's amazing. I've actually been in touch with Dr. Lustig. I would love to interview him for my podcast because he does a lot of work um, with sugar addiction and works with children primarily. It's pretty crazy. Um, so this is a free online summit. You know, I was part of the summit they did earlier um, in the year, in the beginning of the year, that was told the different success stories of people that have been able to give up sugar. And I know some of you have found me through that. So you might have already be aware, but this Kick Sugar Summit is the week of June 10th to the 15th. You can sign up. It's free to sign up. And I think you have like 24 hours to listen to that day's recordings. And then if you want longer access, then you can pay for that. But the 24 hours is free. And I signed up because I really want to hear Dr. Lustig talk. And, you know, these are the people that are doing more research to show that, yes, sugar is actually addictive. And, um, you know, because that's still not medically recognized in the community. Because so sometimes it's hard to get the right information and to get help. So they're calling it the Kick Sugar Summit Science Edition. And they're partnering up with Low Carb USA and going to be talking about how sugar damages our bodies, basically. So there's a lot of MDs, PhDs, researchers, and scientists that are going to tell all about the how and the why of the science of sugar. So anyway, in case you weren't aware of that, I wanted to point it out. I think that's going to be really awesome and a great resource for anyone that is interested kind of in the science of it. I mean, it is really, I think, fascinating. The other thing that I wanted to talk about is I plan on just taking a little bit of a summer hiatus from the podcast, but I didn't want you to think that I was um, not coming back because I will for sure in the fall. And kind of my plan is starting in the fall is to start going through some of the chapters of what I would have done for my book and talk about um, kind of month by month. So today, you know, before my hiatus for summer, I want to talk about the before and just get into the mind frame of what I was feeling before I decided to give up sugar in case some of you are there with me <laughs> wanting to give it up. And um, I just want to kind of share what I was feeling in case it resonates with you. And then I will resume, um, you know, in the fall and talk about, I'd like to do podcasts on kind of each month, you know, how the first month, what I did, the second, the third, and I will be reading from my journal entries because it's hard for me to remember back. Um, so I think it's important that I do that. And basically it will be kind of speaking the book that I was hoping to write and um, I hope that it helps people out there. And if it is something that seems to be really popular, I will turn it into a book. And so 
I would love to hear from you all, though. I'm not even sure, honestly, how many people listen to my podcast and how much it's helping people. You know, if you haven't, please drop me a note. You can go to my website, unsweetensio.com. Um, my email, there's a contact page for me on there. My email is just Siobhan at unsweetensio.com. Send me a message, especially, you know, if there's something you'd like for me to address or talk about or something that's on your mind, I would love to hear from you and see, you know, how I can make this podcast even better. The whole point is I just want to help other people um, from their free, find freedom from their sugar addiction like I did. I just always knew if I helped myself, I would help others. And I am still kind of struggling with what's the best way to do that. So I do plan to kind of take a little time this summer to think about it some more. But if you have any ideas, please let me know. So anyway, also wanted to talk a little bit about how I'm having a really tough week. You know, I think I did an earlier podcast episode about the struggle is real to just kind of talk about that. Yes, even, you know, one year later, um, I still struggle with triggers and cravings once in a while. Um, And I do think it's going to be a lifelong journey. You know, I don't think anyone that has an addiction is really ever completely free of it forever. You know, um, just like if you were an alcoholic, you're going to be go through a tough time and probably be really tempted to have a drink. And I know that's been true for me when I have a really stressful week, especially when I'm feeling overwhelmed and frustrated and exhausted like I have been feeling this week. I just turn right away to wanting to numb myself from that, you know, any of those kind of hard emotions that we face. And I still, that's just my reflex is, oh, I wish I could just, you know, I was actually walking through the grocery store earlier this week through the ice cream aisle looking for some frozen fruit for my smoothies, but I passed all the ice cream. And I have to say, like, I'm not even a huge ice cream person. I mean, I liked it, but um, especially in the last few years, my dairy, I've just not been um, very tolerant of dairy. So ice cream, even though it tasted good, would upset my stomach. So a lot of times I was okay, you know, eating something else instead. But I just, it was like a hot, sunny day, and I just was looking at all that ice cream and have had, you know, just this really crappy week and just thought, oh my gosh, I wish it was before. You know, I wish it was before I gave up sugar and flour because I would just like eat, you know, gallon and after gallon of ice cream right now or get those little like pint sized ones, couple of them, and just eat it all. And then I kind of stop myself because I really don't let myself, you know, kind of have those food daydreams if I catch myself thinking like that or looking at something that um, I no longer eat. I just kind of remind myself, nope, we don't do that anymore. But it's harder when I'm having these tough weeks, especially when I'm really tired and not sleeping well on top of it. So I um, just kind of stopped for a second and was like, well, what, what would be the point of that? Like, why do I want to eat all that? And it was just so I could kind of numb myself, get a little bit of relief from feeling these hard feelings, 
you know, now that I don't have this um, crutch, I guess, I, I have to feel feelings and it's, and it's hard and it's scary. Um, I challenged myself this weekend to um, just really sitting with these feelings and it's not comfortable You know, I feel cranky. I'm not very happy. And um, just trying to be okay feeling like that and reminding myself that my feelings and thoughts don't define who I am. You know, thinking what I'm feeling right now, I'm trying to be able to like kind of like you learn in meditation to, you know, listen or see those thoughts and feelings, but try to detach from them a little bit too. So, you know, it's a little bit tricky um, because I'm also trying to just own it as far as, yes, I'm frustrated. Yes, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Yes, I'm stressed. Yes, I'm frustrated. I'm angry. Um, And then trying to let them go too. So, yes, it's been a week and I don't think I've had you know, let myself kind of fall into that. I just would eat all this ice cream up if I could in a while. So I know that it's been a really hard week, um, for myself. And I thought, you know, maybe this would be a good time to read some of my before from my journal so that it reminded me that actually I don't want to go back there because no matter how bad I'm feeling right now, What I was feeling before was even worse um, when I did feel totally out of control from my, from my eating. So even though life is still hard, um, you know, you don't just magically, everything doesn't get better just because you've lost weight and you aren't binging on sugar anymore. I mean, it makes my life a lot better, but I still do have really tough days, so I just wanted to say that since, you know, I think it's hard, again, to find books or podcasts that really talk about the long-term struggles with sugar addiction, and I'm just trying to keep it as real as possible so that you know and you don't feel so alone, because a lot of times I do, and I have those little pity party days where I'm like, why can't I just go? And have, you know, we were, I was at a birthday party with my kids yesterday and all the adults had a piece of cake too. And I was like, why can't I just have a piece of cake and it be a piece of cake? But, you know, that wouldn't be the end of it for me. So I busied myself um, while they were doing that and just reminded myself that no, I don't do that. But it is much more tempting when I'm not feeling great. So I'm just opened up, you know, my journal here. I typed just on a Word document every day and just want to read a little bit from it. Um, I haven't read a lot of this, so be kind of like reading it together. And so let me find kind of, you know, where, uh, where I started in the beginning with, with before. So let's see here. So I'm talking about, um, Well, here's like a, okay, here I'll say, 
As I begin this experiment, I still am not sure exactly what it is that I have. I would like some kind of, kind of formal diagnosis and then a treatment plan, and that doesn't exactly exist in our healthcare, healthcare world at this point. I dream of the day they have a machine that we just lie in and it scans our body and all of our systems and not only identifies what is wrong with it, but then just fixes it. I think I saw that in a movie some point and that sounded amazing. I say that is my dream. I love information. So for a long time too, I've read and tried a bunch of different diets, exercise programs, weight loss gimmicks even diet pills back in high school and college. Nothing really worked for long term. In college, I gained the freshman 15 and then some and probably ate all junk food all the time. I remember ordering a lot of pizza. I believe now after all these years that at the heart of it all, I am addicted to sugar and flour. I read all about food addiction and have diagnosed myself with a little sprinkling of binge eating disorder and maybe some hormonal stuff too from polycystic ovary syndrome. However, I believe the underlying program is the food addiction. I've given up sugar before or have limited it. I've tried the whole 30. I've given up grains and gluten and dairy. Probably the best I felt was doing a PCOS diet that eliminated dairy and gluten. I did still eat dark chocolate, and that worked for a while. Now, though, I have the daunting task of giving up sugar and flour forever. It scares the crap out of me. Even though I want to give it up, I know it will be hard. I know it will be hard to take that first step and get through the first day and all the withdrawal symptoms. Then it will be hard to continue it. Then it will be hard to explain to people what I am doing. And then it will be hard to get back on the wagon if I fall off. I try to, pick my try to trick my mind into saying not forever, just for right now. But I know in my heart that abstinence, abstinence is the only way for me. I wish that moderation would work for me. I just want to be a normal eater that eats in moderation. I am sure just like an alcoholic wishes they could just have a glass of wine at dinner. But the problem with addicts is that one is never enough. I recently challenged myself to a 90-day no dairy or gluten or sugar, besides dark chocolate, challenge and got to day 40 before really starting to slide by adding in more and more dark chocolate every day until it became a 24-7 binge. I'm at the heaviest I've ever been. I know this from a mirror. I've not stepped on a scale and might never do that again. I know what my body should look like and feel like. I don't need a scale to harass me. So no sugar and no flour ever, forever, ever. Please come along with me on this journey so that one, I don't feel so alone. And two, I can feel like I am doing this with the hope of possibly helping other people like me. I had a hard time finding books about what it feels like to give up sugar and flour on a day-to-day -day basis. There are plenty of books and information on the internet about food addiction, and there are even food addiction support groups that I might eventually explore, but I couldn't find anything that actually describes how to implement this new lifestyle and what it looks like. I don't know if I will turn this into a book one day or maybe just a series of blog posts, or heck, maybe nothing. I mean, bragging about your food addiction isn't the way I necessarily want people to know me. Most people don't know this about me, just some close friends, family members, and my husband. 
I guess I'm just realizing all of this about me too. Something just finally has clicked that yes, I have a problem. And yes, I need help. So where do I start? I don't know. I'm scared. I don't want to give up my comfort. I work almost 30, I work 32 hours a week. I'm the parent of two young kids and I find life challenging and food brings me a lot of comfort in this crazy, hectic world. Did I mention that life is just hard? Who knew it would be so damn hard? So right now, food gives me a daily escape and a minute of oblivion. It helps take the edge off of a stressful day. Food is my numbing drug of choice. I was supposed to start this Monday, January 8th, but didn't. I spent a week prepping, but just didn't feel like it was time to switch the flip. I'm getting closer since I'm eating everything in sight and feeling yuckier by the minute, but I am definitely in a desperate attempt to eat everything and anything one more time before saying bye forever. I can see why abstinence is frowned upon for most eating disorder recovery programs since a lot of time it can cause more binge behavior or last supper eating as some call it. But I tried moderation and that's just a slippery slope for me that lasts about 30 days before one chocolate chip becomes two, becomes a handful, becomes a bag, becomes a hot fudge chocolate cookie dough sundae with M&Ms and Oreo cookies. So I'm going to try abstinence. I mean, it makes sense when you think about other addictions. No one cures alcoholism by drinking in moderation or their drug addiction by having only one bump a day. One always leads to more for an addict. I mean, that really is the difference between addicts and normal people. I can totally have a half a beer and let someone else throw it away or drink the rest. But do that to a chocolate chip cookie? Blasphemy. I also have had my period now, so, you know, that's never a good day to start. And today was a rough evil ovary kind of period day, and tomorrow seems too soon. And I like to start on Mondays. So this Monday? Mm, Nope, wait, it's Martin Luther King Day. Can I even start on a holiday? Yes, yes I can. Unless I wake up ready to start sooner. Stay tuned. Okay, and then this is titled Day Before My Start. It's Friday night, January 12th, 2018, and I've completely gorged today on all my favorite foods that I'm saying goodbye to. And strangely, the first time I heard the James Blunt song, Goodbye, My Lover, it made me think of my love affair with food. So, with that song as my soundtrack today, and really, I might listen to it tomorrow, I binged and binged and feel terrible. I actually ate six old-fashioned donuts today. I've never done that before. Donuts aren't usually my jam, but I do like old-fashioned ones, and since they came in a six-pack, I felt like I had to eat them all. Not at once, but throughout the day. So many of you are probably familiar with that mentality of better eat while I can. So that was definitely happening today. I know it's going to make the next few days that much worse, but I couldn't stop myself. I'm so tired of trying to fight the compulsion. And honestly, I just don't have the energy anymore. In the past few days, I've read every book I can find about food addiction and a lot of talk about going through 
oh, here we go, sorry, and a lot talk about going through withdrawal, but not in detail, and that's what I plan to do. I know it's different for everyone, but I feel like I would be less lonely if I could read someone else's journey. I think the hardest is the first day to just get through a whole day without eating sugar or flour. Then the next few days are hell as you go through withdrawal. But once you get through that first day, you just focus on the next day and the next one day at the time. Sometimes I feel like time is going too quickly and that my young kids are no longer babies and growing up too fast. So I think how the days probably will drag on more when I'm not binging on my favorite foods. So that should make the days feel nice and long and I will try to enjoy that. Ha! I feel... Ready to start tomorrow, mainly because I've been eating so much the last few days and just feel sick. I'm not going to measure foods, though, as some books suggest. And at this point, I'm not going to do Overeaters Anonymous or Food Addiction Anonymous, but might go down that road later. I did get Kay Shepard's Daily Affirmation book and like that as something to read every day to stay on track. I haven't quite meal planned but in the past have found that automating breakfast and lunch helped me a lot. Luckily, I have quite a bland palate, so I can eat the same things over and over without getting too bored. I even tend to binge on the same foods. I'm going to try and add in extra self-care the next few days and not do any strenuous exercise, but just walk and try and sleep a lot. And take Advil if I need it for withdrawal headaches. Breakfast will be my green smoothie recipe. Oh, breakfast will be my green smoothie recipe to follow. And I do have that in one of my podcasts, the green smoothie recipe. But basically, I do a cup of water, um, about a cup of frozen fruit, a heaping handful of some kind of green spinach, kale, or a mix, a scoop of collagen protein powder, some flax seed, freshly ground flax seed, some chia seeds, and then I've been using re- recently a red maca powder too. But you can kind of, you know, switch it up. So breakfast is my green smoothie, and my mid-morning snack will be a hard-boiled egg. Both of these things I love. Lunch will be leftovers from dinner the night before, so I just always make extra food. And dinner will consist of some kind of meat with veggies. I'm not sure about whole grains yet. And I might do some brown rice and quinoa and see if it triggers. It'll be hard for me to give up popcorn and tortilla chips because in the past when I've given up sugar and gluten, these still felt like a good treat. My trigger foods I have identified are Diet Coke, Pizza, bread, baked goods, chocolate, sweets, ice cream, chips, soft pretzels. I am most afraid right now of getting through withdrawal and not being ravenous. In the past, I've done 30-day challenges and haven't felt any better by the end. So I'm hoping, since I am eliminating all sugar and flour, that I will feel differently. And I'm shooting forever, of course. It sounds a lot easier to just not relapse, but I know that will be extremely difficult, but just going to take it one day at a time. Some new mantras of mine are just say no, and I don't do that anymore. I just don't. 
So much of my eating is habitual. If I have a bad day or I'm stressed or overwhelmed or hurt or feel like celebrating even, I usually turn to food. So it will be doing other things like taking a bath, watching a favorite TV show, reading a book, or going on a walk that I do instead. I'm also going to try and be very compassionate with myself. I already found this great oil blend called Pure Love, and I roll it on my wrists every morning, but also make a heart with it on my chest every day and tell myself, you are loved, you are enough. And then I imagine giving little Siobhan a big hug and letting her know I love her and everything is going to be okay. I feel like I cover all my bases with this and you would be surprised how good a hug to yourself feels. I am also taking my happy vitamins, so hoping that will keep my serotonin levels boosted so I don't dip too low. And the happy pills I'm referring to are, um, I talk about them in my vitamin and supplement regime, the happy, healthy, hippie, joy-filled vitamins. It's a all-natural supplement, and one thing that I do really feel like helps my mood. Okay, and then I talk a little bit about withdrawal. In the past, I have felt tired, lethargic, cranky, angry, nauseous, headache, shaky and just miserable. I try to remember that in a week I will be going through the worst of it and to just keep going. If I relapse, then I'm going to have to start all over and that's not fun. Okay. So I'm going to go for it tomorrow. Although I don't have a lunch plan since I ate donuts for dinner and don't have leftovers, I figure I can get something healthy or eat a big salad, maybe a chicken from Whole Foods. I just pray for strength in the morning to do this. Does anyone else feel like you have a binge switch that just turns on and off? That is how I explain it to my husband. I feel resistance is futile when the switch is turned on. I let it run its course until I get so sick of eating crap that the switch turns off and I can resume healthy eating. So let's hope that the switch is turned off tomorrow after today. And so that's what I wrote for my before. My next entry is day one, Saturday, January 13th, 2018. And so I will start there um, after my summer hiatus. And I did, I mean, I think it's funny looking back at this now that I did start on a Saturday um, because, you know, usually, like I mentioned, I do like to start on Mondays or the first day of the month. And I shot for January 1st, but that never happened. And then I tried for January 8th. And as you saw, that didn't happen. And then I do feel like that switch, you know, like before I remember that it was something would switch on that binge switch, you know, whether it was you know, something stressful going on at work or with the kids or whatever. And then once I started, I just could not stop almost until I made myself so completely sick that then I could stop. And that's what happened in this case with the before. Um, and why I was able to start on a Saturday, it must have been, you know, six donuts in one day that just put me completely over the edge Um, and I had so many times that that's would be my, you know, 
um, kind of routine of eating pretty well. Then the switch would turn on and I would just binge until I made myself completely sick and the switch was back off. I mean, just gross thinking about it. Um, and it is hard for me to kind of read back and makes me feel really vulnerable, you know, to share it, but also to remember how I was feeling, how scared I was. Um, you know, I mentioned Kay Shepard's daily affirmation book, which I ended up, I don't even have that anymore. So it must not have resonated with me because I think I got rid of that pretty early on. And then I also was struggling in the beginning with, um, if I was going to do grains or not, because again, a lot of these sugar free programs say that you shouldn't have grains and you shouldn't snack between meals. You should weigh and measure your food. So I was just trying to almost driving myself crazy with it though. Cause I was reading about, you know, all people's different methods and again, nothing really clicked with me. So eventually, but you'll see me struggle through it the first few weeks I just had to readjust and make what worked for me. So I decided eventually, I think in the beginning, I did give up tortilla chips and popcorn because some people said that corn was a trigger. Um, but I then added them back in because for me, giving up that too was just too much. Um, I wanted to make sure that I still felt satisfied and satiated. You know, I talked about that in my Italy podcast, how it was a lot harder for me when I wasn't eating very well there, when there wasn't a lot of options for me and I wasn't feeling satisfied and satiated. Then all of a sudden, you know, all this, the pasta and pizza and gelato all started looking really, really good where if I did have a full meal, say with some like risotto and chicken, really good salad with olive oil. I, I didn't just feel full, but I also felt satisfied. And that's so important so that I didn't feel like I was being deprived. Once I felt like I was deprived, then all of a sudden it was a lot harder to say no to the other thing. So, um, it did take me a while though. And I don't want to edit this too much and it was hard. So I was just reading it from the computer screen. So it's kind of getting my eyes tired. So sorry if it wasn't the perfect reading. And I haven't edited a lot of this either. Um, so sometimes when I'm reading, I'm trying to like kind of correcting it a little bit as I read it. So just know this is, uh, you know, not in its final best format, but I will continue to read from this um, in the fall. And like I said, my plan will be to start with day one uh, for January. 13th, 2018, and just kind of go through and maybe just sum up, but kind of go through what I was feeling on those, some of those days and, and reflecting back. Cause I think it's really important for me to stay motivated and, um, kind of remember where I did start and why I'm doing this and why I don't want to go back. Um, most days that's pretty easy cause I do feel overall so much better. And even though, um, you know, like I had that moment this week where I wanted to eat ice cream that passed pretty quickly. Cause then I remember what comes with that, you know, the torments of feeling like a total failure and just feeling so bad about myself. Um, I don't miss those types of things at all. So if I had to give up, you know, ice cream and sugar and flour forever, 
versus then also getting to give up all of those terrible negative feelings about myself. Really, it's completely worth it. You know, I just, I don't miss it. I wouldn't want to take back. Unfortunately, I cannot enjoy a treat like that without the negative feelings. So they come as a pair with, for me, and probably most people that are addicted to sugar can't eat something like that without having all the guilt, negative thoughts around it. So honestly, I'd rather just get rid of it all. And as I have found, just giving up sugar and flour and being completely abstinent is so much easier than it ever was for me trying to eat stuff in moderation. And I think a lot of that is because of those feelings that are so tied to it. So, um, yeah, and I was really scared, you know, looking at this, it's my other thought. Um, I think it's funny with that James Blunt song, kind of embarrassing, but it's true. You know, it's really was a comfort. And still now I feel lonely sometimes because food was always that companion and friend of mine in a way. Um, so it's hard to give that up. And I also knew from giving up things in the past, even short time, how terrible withdrawal feels, you know, get really nauseous. I think I had, you know, pretty bad withdrawal, um, more than other people. And I don't know if that's just true for everybody that's addicted to sugar, but, um, you know, mine was the worst probably in the first few days, but I, I didn't feel great for a while. So that's why I just think it's important to revisit my entire journey, um, in case that, you relate to any of this, if you also are thinking about giving it up or you've tried in the past and you've fallen off the wagon, I am here to motivate you again that you can do it. It is completely worth it. And when you see how much I was struggling and how crazy I am, I hope you realize that if I can do it, you can too. So that's it for now. I hope you all have a really great summer and get out there, enjoy the sunshine. And please, 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 if you do like my podcast, if it is helping you, send me a message at Siobhan at unsweetensio.com or check out my website, www.unsweetensio.com and contact me through the contact page. If you have any ideas um, for podcasts, if I still would love to interview somebody that might be thinking about giving up sugar, that you might think you're a sugar addict and need some help, or someone that has given up sugar, I'd like just to kind of share these stories because my goal is for this to be a community to help people who are struggling with sugar addiction and to, you know, provide some accountability for all of us. So, Anyway, great summer to all of you, and I will be back in the fall, in September. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day, and remember, life is so much sweeter without sugar.